What's going on, everybody? FYB presents Wise Word Wednesdays, a quick YouTube stream to help you get closer to accomplishing your dreams. I'm your host, Joe Spider, and I do represent the fresh. Listen, if you haven't already done so, I'm going to ask that you go ahead and do me a solid one and click that like button, click that subscribe button. And if you feeling comfortable, go ahead and drop a comment as well, too. I also want to thank you for tuning in, whether you're looking at it on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform. I just want to say thank you for taking a moment of your time just to listen to the things that we have to say here on on uh, this show. I have a really, really great uh, episode for you today. I've got some people that I've known uh, for quite some time who are doing some great things in the community. Um, I'm excited for you to hear what they have to say about their journey. And again, the hope for you all, as I say every week, is that you can what we call eat the fish and spit out the bones. Um, we are trying to provide you with information um, across a variety of different careers, career pathways. So that way you can take things that apply to you um, and use them so that way you don't have the same a negative experience, or that's not negative. That's that's not the right word. You don't have the same experience, the exact same experience that we do. We want it to be better for you than it was for us. Um, and so these people that I'm about to bring on uh, to this stage, man, they've done some and are doing some great things. And I just get excited. I get inspired uh, by them every time I see the work that they're doing. So I am going to bring to the platform right now. Let's welcome Devon and Sinclair, Mr. Mrs. Walker. What's going on, family? Honestly, how y'all doing? Man, I was doing great until you came on here and you got the beard all glossing in, looking <laughs> all, all royal and stuff. Come on, kid. We see you. We're blessed over here. Queen, how are you? I'm good. Uh, my body's hurt. You know, mm. getting old, that ain't, ain't fun, but uh, otherwise I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> right. It's like, it's a blessing and a curse, right? It's like you were right. blessed to get older, but the curse of the effects of it, it's like, oh yes. man. <laughs> and the, the thing is, I feel like your body knows you're old, but your mind, at least my mind still thinks I'm a kid. Those things I'm mm. young. So I'll be mm. doing young, young people stuff, right? Mm. Stuff that we did back in, back in college. And my body's like, nah, bro, you go ahead and sit down. You can't do that anymore. How about you drink this cup of coffee? How about you stretch? And mm. You know what I realized yesterday? You know, yesterday when I was doing after my workout that had already hurt me and I was doing extra squats and you were like, oh, you didn't get enough, huh? Yeah. I realized that that was God trying to send me a sign and saying, sit your butt down. Uh, and I, I didn't listen. I didn't listen. So I'm in pain now. The struggle is real. Yeah. Yep. Stretching, man. I've never been good at that, but I'm starting to really feel the long-term effects of not being good at that, which it's, it hurts. It yeah. just, everything hurts. I wake up, hurting, <laughs> I go to sleep hurting. I'm just hurting. <laughs> Living with the pain. Yeah. But I'm excited to have y'all um, on on the Wise Word Wednesday show. I mean, we've talked about, you know, collaborating for a while. And I know I've definitely been on, you know, y'all's platform a couple of times. And so um, I'm just glad we were able to make it work today. Oh, by the way, for those of you that are watching, this is 
a previously recorded session. So if you might, I know some people might be in the comments like, yo, why am I comment popping up? You know what I'm saying? It's my bad. Okay. This is a previous recorded session. We did a special recording for y'all, even though you're going to see it on Wednesday, we're recording it um, on Tuesday. Um, but if y'all could do us a favor and just explain to them some of the many things, it doesn't have to be all of them if you don't want to, but just explain some of the things that you're doing, including, of course, you know, play Black Wall Street, the board game. Of course. Queen, do you want to talk about M4? Or do you want to talk about play Black Wall Street? I'll talk about M4. M4? Okay. So play Black Wall Street is a company that we started back in technically 2017, built on the history and legacy of Tulsa's Black Wall Street. Um, in short, I've been an educator since 2012, and I felt like folks weren't being exposed to Black history, specifically the legacy of Tulsa's Black Wall Street. And when I learned about this legacy back in 2011, 2012, with my first Black Studies class, mm. my mind was just literally expounded. Like the fact that we can build an entire Black-owned city, the fact that we have Black doctors, uh, an airport, transportation system, Madam CJ mm. Walker Beauty Salon and Beauty Parlor, endless dreams, endless possibilities. Um, when I learned that, it opened the possibilities for me. So we created Black Wall Street, the board game in 2017 to expose folks to that history. And then now we also teach in LAUSD schools and hopefully more and more schools in the near future on how to start a business. And uh, yeah, every year we go to Tulsa Black Wall Street to learn. The team is growing and it's been just a dope, dope roller coaster ride, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Well, yeah, <laughs> that that up and down of <laughs> uh, Queen hit them with the M4. Yes. Mm. So we also host a podcast uh, together. Uh, we've had you on a, a few of our episodes. Yeah. Um, and so it's called M the M4 show, a.k.a. the Melanated Married Millionaires in the Making. It took hey. a month to be able to just say that. Um, but that's a show where we talk about building wealth, uh, building legacy, real estate, um, business ownership, um, being a couplepreneur, all the, the, the things hey, that come with that. Yes. Couplepreneur. Um, and yeah, just, just our kind of our lifestyle as, as a couplepreneur, as folks who are trying to build generational wealth. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we try to give people really, um, tangible, like advice, um, you know, things that they can take away and learn things about, you know, we always like to make the disclaimer, we're not experts, not but experts. we try to just expose things to things like on the, come for us. No, right. Things like right. taxes and just different things to know about your taxes that you can consult your CPA, mm -hmm. um, things again, like real estate, um, you know, different, different ways of how to uh, build wealth, the four pathways of wealth, all those fun things. So come check us out as well. No, I, I think that's dope. And, and you kind of touched on something that was a part of kind of the first question. And, and, and you said creating you know, generational wealth, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, the first question I wanted to ask is, you know, what, what got you interested in becoming, you know, a business owner? And I know Devon touched on it a little bit in regards to finding out about the history of Tulsa and, and Black Wall Street. But like, did you specifically say, like, I want to be a, a millionaire because I want to create generational wealth? Or was there some other thing that was kind of going through y'all's mind when you decided, we want to be, we are going to be millionaires, you know, in, in the making. I think it's been a tiered kind of rollout and approach. Mm -hmm. I think mm. the first thought was we want to be business owners and entrepreneurs to control our time. Because mm -hmm. when we were thinking about our future, we wanted to travel, right? We love, we love traveling. Mm -hmm. uh, we want 51 kids. 51. 51. 
50 to 11 kids um and we want to be able to like if our son or if our daughter has a recital has a soccer game a basketball game a dance competition we want to be able to go and you know most of the time when you're working that nine to five you don't have that full flexibility whereas when right. you're a business owner yes things are chaotic but it's your controlled chaos and mm -hmm. you can schedule um you know kind of how you see fit so it started off with we just want to be able to control our time as best as possible so we can spend as much time with each other and our kids in the future i think the millionaire ship kind of came a little bit later mm -hmm. as we were like all right this business is it's working <laughs> huh. we, can, we can do this we can we, we can, can really do, do this uh these checks are actually uh coming in mm -hmm. and i have a, a actually I have a running bet with uh two of my frat brothers that you know my dad and two of my older cousins and we're all in a like five-way six-way race to see who's going to make it to a million dollars first so mm. i think that and that's been going on for two years now i think that was the first like we want to be millionaires mm -hmm. and this, this this is the finish line this is the race that we're we're racing and i think we also we're very big on like manifestation and we try to do like an exercise like a vision board type exercise like every year just to see like where do we want our life to go and mm. i feel like when we did that the first time i don't know about you but i feel like i slowly came to the realization that i want to live a lifestyle that is going to cost a little bit of money mm. um that was, that was <laughs> bad. <laughs> i mean like of course i feel like i don't want to say everybody but i feel like the average person knows that like okay yeah i want to be rich i want to have money but i feel like to actually get tangible with it on like i remember we were like um we went on like zillow and i'm like oh i would love to have this That's house right. and we were like oh okay it costs this much per month yeah. um mm. we were like man i'd love to have a boat like okay that's gonna cost like all of these things we got real real like nitty-gritty tangible with it like what would be the dream lifestyle um and yeah that's i think that's what kind of made us realize that like okay well we're probably going to be have to be at least millionaires to make this possible yeah. so i think that's kind of the gradual nature of of us being wanting to become millionaires the m4 show didn't actually start off as the m4 show no. it started off as true health forever podcast and so we were first focused on health with one of the branches being economic health that's mm -hmm. what brought on the, the board game right. and i feel like that's what slowly we ended up talking about 90% of the time in our episode. So eventually we were just like, let's just go ahead and rebrand and make this a wealth focused podcast. So mm. that's why we switched over and M4 just kind of came to us literally in, in, you know, in our naming branding session and the rest is history. So did it shock you when you were doing research on the kind of house and the kind of boats and all these did those numbers kind of scare you a little bit um or were you like okay like uh, all right it's gonna be this house gonna be this much cool all right that's it like did did you have any like nervousness or anxiety when you saw those numbers yes and no it was a little bit of both like and it, it was an interesting dynamic of feelings for me it was like if I compare that to where we are now, right. then it's like, oof, okay, we got a long ways to go. Mm -hmm. But when we think about, when we start doing like projections for what we want our business to do this year, next year, then it starts to be like, oh, that's actually, doable. like, that's doable. We can do that. We can get there, um, you know, within the next five years or so. Um, and so I think that that's where the dynamic came. Uh, it, it all depends on the reference point, I think for me. Right. Um, but I, I felt a little bit of both. It felt like really far, 
but really close at the same time, if that makes sense. I would say initially I was stressed with Saya. <laughs> initially I was I was stressed because I think we've we've talked about our our dreams and our aspirations before all throughout college first couple of years out of college into our professional career um I was working in, in education at first or I was still technically in education um but you know she was an engineer she was making engineering money kind of I was listen compared to what I was making you, you almost <laughs> double my paycheck right so <laughs> Yeah, ball and for sure. <laughs> um, so I was just I was a little bit stressed because I thought it was my responsibility to be able to make these financial dreams come true. Um, mm. So initially stressed. Then, yes, we started to map out a little bit more what the cost would be. We started to map out our projections for the business. And also what we do now is we have a, a see us in 10 years goal. Right. Well, how much she wants to be making as an entrepreneur and an amazing person, how much I want to be making, how much we want to be making uh, real estate. We want to own books. We want published just like goals that we want to achieve 10 years from now. And every time we go back to these goals, it's cool to see us getting a little bit closer mm -hmm. to it. And then also knowing that these are still goals. Mm -hmm. Right. Like in 10 years, this is still the reality that we're trying to create. Um, so now I'm very I'm about I'm at peace I'm like yeah that that's possible we're getting closer and closer to that dream every year yep it's interesting because I always I've been telling my group of friends this for quite some time I, I tell them that it's a 10-year race it's not a it's not a one year it's not a let's see who who wins in a month right we won't know the who made the right decisions until 10 years from now right and and if you think that kind of, if you have that kind of perspective, then you gain patience mm. and, and understanding and you start to realize like, I'm going to do everything I can to win the day. But I know that if I do this day to day for the next 365 days, that's one year down, which means yeah. only nine more to go. So I'd love the fact that you all are already saying this is my 10 year goal um, because you're working towards that. And again, you may accomplish all those goals. You may not, right? You may come fall short of a couple, but the plan is, that, or the, the focus is that you had that idea in your head to plan that far in advance. Mm -hmm. A lot of people um, aren't planning that far in advance, especially when you're talking about entrepreneurship, right? Or business ownership. Yeah. A lot of people think in the right now, like they're like, I just need to get my, LLC, I'm going to pay my little $800 yep. and I'm good to go. I've got my own business now and now I'm just going to be rich. And it's like, mm. <laughs> because that's what YouTube tells us, <laughs> right? right? YouTube tells us just get an LLC. Here are the free 3000 write-offs. Boom. You're good. And it's like when you actually start doing the things in real life. And that was my, my trap probably Josiah, to be honest with you mm. is I fell into the trap of thinking that YouTube is 100% reality. And what mm. people are telling you, if they say these, this, these are the steps, they're giving you all the steps. When in reality, they're giving you probably like the checkpoints. And they're giving you thirty percent, thirty percent, right, of of all the steps. And then you go thirty percent if you, everything goes perfect, right? That part, <laughs> right? And and in two thousand eighteen, right, right. <laughs> so uh, I, I think we we fell into that trap, and by we I mean me have fallen into that trap uh, early on in our career where we take what a YouTube person or just a social media influencer says uh, accurately and start doing it and then realize that actually there's a little bit more steps that we needed to follow. 
Um, mm. I actually had a a side story. Sure. To tell we have we have time for a side story. Yeah, absolutely. So you were talking about the uh, the ten years situation. Um, mm-hmm. And Queen, I know I've told you this story before, and you get mad every time I say it. But when I was about to graduate from UC Davis, I had really no idea what I was going to do. So I went to this uh, fair as a part of the sports and recreation department because I was working for the gym at the time. And you go to this fair and you're oh. able to get yeah. So you get mad already. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at I was you. like, where is this going? Um, when she recognized this, what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Um, but I went to the, this conference and this fair in order to get a assistantship position and get grad school paid for. Right. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So let me just go to grad school and hopefully get it paid for. So I go to this conference. I'm broke. I have no money. All I have is enough money for the flight, enough money for a rental car so I can get around. But I don't have enough money for a hotel room. All right. So I'm there for for three days. This is in Kissimmee, Florida. And every morning I'm waking up early, going into the hotel room, taking a little bird bath, hanging my clothes up, wetting them, letting them dry and get the wrinkles out. I get dressed, put my suit on, and then I go into the conference smooth, like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. There's a particular day where all day we're doing interviews and I'm interviewing. And I mean, I talk, I'm a social person. I've every interview that I've done, I've gotten the job for, except for at this fair and afterwards one of my mentors comes up to me he's like i want to tell you something devon people have been saying some good things about you they've been asking me if i should hire if they should hire you and i've been telling them no i'm like what what are you talking about sir i'm 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 out here sleeping in the car i spent all my last money getting here i have no idea what i'm doing next what are you saying and he's like i'm saying no because i know you're going to be fine there's other people here that if they don't get this position it's going to be bad for them. So I, I have full confidence you're going to be good no matter what. So, you know, I just wanted to, to tell you man to man, face to face, like this is what's happening and this is why you're not getting the positions. So I took that, you know, on the chin. It hurt a little bit. But right after that, Josiah, is when I started saying, OK, see me in 10 years. Right? I want to I'm going to prove you right. A lot of people try to prove folks wrong. I'm going to prove right. I'm going to prove you right. You made the right decision. I'm going to be fine regardless. And I'm going to work. I'm going to hustle every single day to show you that I'm going to be all right. Just so you know, the part about that that makes me mad is that he was sleeping in the car when he had a girlfriend who would have happily who could have cashed out. Happily got him a hotel room if she had any idea what was going on. It's it's that that pride, man. Yeah, that pride. Sometimes you're just like, I got to, I got to do this for me. I got to do it for me, and I got to do it this way. And he said, I got to do it because in 2023. Joe Spider gonna have me on the show, and I gotta be able to tell this story. So he Quit knew it. it. He I knew it. <laughs> Plus, again, engineer, she already had a job solidified before she even graduated from college. So I'm dating her, and she has it all together. So I'm not about to come to you for help when you got mm-hmm. it all together. I'm just like, no, nah, let me let me get my life together so that we come into this relationship as equals. That was my mindset as a 22 year old, as a young hard headed man. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Right. And, and you made it. So and it we made it. It Come worked. On. Come on. Um I, I was watching um one of your podcast episodes of the M4 and uh you, you talked about y'all being um like like workaholics. 
Uh, correction. <laughs> There's only one him workaholic. Over being here. a workaholic. Being, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> him being a <laughs> uh, workaholic. Uh-huh. And um, so, could you just take the people through the a day in the life of Declare? You know, a day in the life of of the entrepreneurs or the what you would you call it? Or the couple couplepreneurs that you are. Um, what does a day in the life of y'all look like? That's a great question. So. Every day is very different. So I don't yeah. know if you want to give an example like today of today was very different than two weeks ago when we were in Atlanta. Exactly. So I don't know if you want oh, yeah, to give Invest an example. Fest. We gotta of, talk about that, but show Invest yeah. was a good vibe, very busy. Um, so Queen, go ahead. You talk about a day that you would like to yeah. express, and I'll talk about a different day. So um, yeah, like you said, it, it looks very different each day, but um, I guess I will talk about Invest Fest because that is he is a workaholic. He is the one that like he is fed by getting things done. And we are different in that way. Um, I I'm that person that like I get burnt out. So I need I need breaks. All right. That's why I'm the the traveler. I'm the I'm the travel planner because I'm the person that's like, wait, we need a break. We need a recharge. Right. Um, so Invest Fest was about two weeks ago in Atlanta. And so we were participating as a vendor. Um, so we got there Thursday. Um, and then we're basically setting up our booth and vending Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And when I tell you, we were standing up talking to people the entire time from like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, it was like nine to nine. So 12 hours of literally like standing up and talking to people all day long. I'm introverted. All three days, I was absolutely exhausted. And literally mm. on Sunday, the conference wrapped up uh, at six o'clock. We cleaned up. Our flight was at nine. So we literally got everything packed up, got to the airport, flew back, got home. Slept. I slept for like maybe five hours. And then I had to wake up and be a landlord and go to our, our one of our properties and just handle some landlord stuff. And so long story short, like that's, that is an example of what some of our weekends look like. Like that's the reality. It's go, go, go. It's yeah. What is a weekend? Cause it's, it's, you know, there was no weekend. There was, it was just two weeks of just grinding basically. Um, but luckily that we had a holiday weekend come up, coming up after that, he took us to the Beyonce concert. So there's, hey. balance. there's somewhat Same. of a balance. I gotta do a little something, something. Little but some, that's, some. <laughs> that's an example of what like a weekend can look like for us. Boom. Um, so I'm going to go through, I, I have a ideal calendar, right? So okay. if, a, if a day goes smoothly, this is what my day should look like Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday. All right. So I wake up at 530, drink my water and do some affirmations. I stretch from about six to 630. We did talk about stretching important mm-hmm. do, a, do a stretch and light workout um i write from 6 30 to 7 and then i read from 7 to 7 30 7 30 to about 8 30 or 9 i'm at the gym training and keeping my body right so my mind can keep up and then from 9 to 10 i'm eating some breakfast maybe checking in with the queen seeing what things are doing Uh, 10 to 12 is my time to get my critical actions done. So every morning I have my my whiteboard right over here and I have a few things where it's like, this needs to get done today, 
right? Whether it's training the team, whether it's sending an email, whether it's finishing stuff for our next edition of the board game hey. <laughs> or something else like that. Uh, I have my critical actions and or important meetings will be from 10 to 12, 12 to two time to check email or post content on social media, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, two to three is lunchtime hopefully something nice and healthy today the queen may be a smoothie i appreciate you um mm-hmm. sometimes it's a it's an omelet a salad lunch is really usually a pretty light meal so i can multitask uh mm-hmm. three to five is another time to complete critical actions or learn something so i'll put on youtube learn something or i'm in a lot of different courses that i paid for so i'll go ahead and log in and learn something during that time five to seven is usually a team meeting or time to create content and then seven to nine dinner with the queen and then 9 30 to 10 is i write down any random creative ideas that i have because if i have an idea and i don't write it down i will not sleep suspects <laughs> so i have a little reminder that comes up hey you have an idea write it down so i write it down to myself text to myself email it um and then i'm sleep 10 30 10 45 to 5 45 the next day that's the that's the day. You're pushing those hours though, man. I'm not gonna lie. From you going to sleep at 10 30, getting up at 5 30, that's mm, that's, a, that's what's that? That's Is that exactly good. seven hours? Okay, yeah. I just I need it. six. I need six hours and I'm solid. If I get less than six, is bad. If I get more than eight, it's also bad. Mm-hmm. He's gotcha. he's weird, he's different, he's different. One, he can fall asleep like within three minutes of so like when he says like 10 45, it's really it's really like if he gets in bed by 1047, oh, he's, he's out. out. <laughs> it's it's almost annoying as his partner. Sorry. It's laying there. I'm like, okay, well, you know, eventually I'll get to sleep. Um, <laughs> I just gotta sit here and look at the sky for <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, he he doesn't need as much sleep. Um we're we're different. We are different. He is up. I'm 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 getting up somewhere around when he's already in his computer doing something, and I'm like, hey, just waking up here because I need you. more sleep. We're different. We're different. It's interesting because a lot of times, and you all talked about, you know, InvestFest and your experience there and having to work for so long. And you mentioned earlier that the reason you both got into being an entrepreneur is because you also wanted to see, um, you wanted to have your own schedule, right? You wanted to have that flexibility and that freedom. And, and I think a lot of people start off that way as well, too. Um, but I think the importance is thinking long-term, right? To understand that you're not going to start off having that freedom to be able to work any way you want to. Could you talk about the amount of hours that you have to put into getting that? Because this is a business that y'all started six years ago and Mm -hmm. you're at the point now where you're like, okay, I can take a little bit of time to do this or do that. But it did, it wasn't always like that. There were times where you were like any free time that you had, had to be committed towards growing the business. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Oh yeah. Um, so I want to talk about one side of the coin on the the effort and the time that it takes. And then, Queen, I want you to talk about March yeah. and the, the benefits and paying off. Um, but it's you know similar to we've been talking about a roller coaster this whole time. And when you're riding a roller coaster and it's first starting off and you do that tick, 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 right? It's the worst part. But it takes a lot of energy for that roller coaster to get started and to go up. But and then it reaches that top of the hill. 
and then has a time where it just whoosh, swoops down and then you might hit another hill where it's like okay it's tick tick ticking again and then you hit another hill where it's whoosh, it's swooping down so when you're first starting off and you're you know starting off your your systems you're doing the paperwork you're building the brand and the consistency and you're probably doing it by yourself if you're lucky enough to have a, a committed partner too you're doing it with someone else but it's just dependent on y'all too once you start having those automated systems, you start learning how to use, you know, StreamYard for scheduling things. You're using Simplify. You're on uh, Buzzsprout and you just have all these systems. Now you have team members as well. Now the system starts to move faster without you. So now while you're asleep, you have a team member who's editing a video, right? While you're asleep, you have right. a couple Instagram posts or Facebook posts that you've already scheduled the day before because now you know the consistency of when to post when you get the best engagement which videos versus reels get engagement and all that so it took probably two years before we really became profitable within a mm -hmm. business um it took us three years before we started to bring people onto the team and take things off of our plate um that same three-year cycle is when the queen went went full-time within the business um, and then it's, you know, taken five years for us to make an income that I think can really actually sustain us fully from the business. Talk about like what, cause our life now looks very different than like yours did when you were living at Grandy's, like in the thick of it, like yeah. creation stage, that like grinding stage. So like talk about some of the differences and I know you you talked about like because you didn't I was not around at that point um like living near you so mm. it was like gym and work mm. yeah I think that was man you so you you you've watched like Rocky movies like superhero movies where <laughs> yeah where, where like the the hero goes from being uh you know that that dweeby little kid to going through the captain america experiment and you just have right. the series of b-rolls i feel like the year and a half that i lived in my grandma's house after college from 2016 to until we got engaged and finally moved in together in 2017 mid that was my superhero montage phase literally i would wake up still 5 30 a.m and either go to the gym or go for a run then I would go to work during lunchtime hours. I would be studying. I would be on the phone call. I would be looking at YouTube videos on just financial literacy, cryptocurrency, uh, game design, anything like that. After work, hit the gym, go home. Didn't watch TV, didn't have cable. I'm on YouTube doing research. I'm building out the board game. I'm again, looking into cryptocurrencies, investing in cryptocurrencies until probably 12, 2 a.m., waking up again it was just a whole different mode and i think all those reps all that time started to compound until finally i didn't need to do as much work anymore right but i thank devon from the past all the time thank you king for the long night long nights mm -hmm. right uh for all the work you put in because yeah we definitely reaped the benefits when we sold all of our bitcoin in 2020 that was that was that was a good time. It's a nice Obama little pass. nice little chunk of change. Nice 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 little, nice little chunk. Yep. And I was hesitant to sell at that time. It was at a record high. It was at like fifty six thousand. And I was like, no, nah, we shouldn't sell, Queen. We should keep it. This is a good long term investment. And you know, to the to the Queen's uh point, you know, I I, I usually don't listen when it comes to investment stuff. I'm like, Queen, I got this. I know the cryptocurrency. She was like, No, I just 
I think this is a good time to sell. We should really sell. And good job, Sinclair. It was yeah. a great time to sell. Bitcoin has not recovered since. And uh, yeah, that that funds allowed us to do a lot of cool things afterwards. So great decision, Sinclair. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, but to what you wanted to talk about. So the kind of the the different nature of the grind time that he was just talking about versus our life now um, mm -hmm. still looks very different. So like, like you were mentioning, like part of why we went into entrepreneurship and business ownership was to own being more in control of our time. Right. So yes, we have weekends, like we just talked about, like InvestFest, where we are just grinding the whole time. There's no break. There's no whatever. However, we also have very intentional time where we are like, we gonna be, we gonna be, and even even in March we weren't completely off, but we're gone, right? So sometime last year we were like, man, we really love this traveling thing. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we could just like travel for like a whole month? A whole month, a whole month, like man. I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. And here's the thing with Devon, like, as soon as it becomes like a, wouldn't it be cool? It's immediately a goal. Like, it's already a go. goal, right? There's nothing that's like out of reach. Um, so we started talking about like, wow, that would be cool, like. Well, then why don't we just manifest that? Like, what would that look like? And so we 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 set aside like, OK, March is going to be when we when we take this trip. We did a whole bunch of planning ahead of time. It didn't end up working out exactly how we wanted it with the timing. And, you know, one I wanted to be completely unplugged for this month. It didn't work out that way. But we still got to travel the entire month of March. We left wow. March 2nd. We came back March 30th. Wow. We went to Colombia. Uh, Portugal, uh, Zanzibar, and Cape Town. Um, and yes, in each spot, we had to take a team meeting. We did have to handle some personnel business while we were all, you know, away. But that's still something that most people never get to do in their lifetime. So the fact that we right. were able to do it in our 20s is wild and was just, and, and it's a very surreal experience to be gone for a whole month. So, like people literally were like how old are y'all like we right. were on vacation and we were like in the jacuzzi in the pool and we were talking to couples who were from other countries and they were like in their 50s 60s 70s and they were like how old are y'all right <laughs> like oh yeah. we're uh you know 30 29 like oh wow because okay. we would be like oh wait wait y'all where y'all coming from they'd be like oh we came from this country and then we're going here next and we were like oh well we came from this country and then we're going here next uh. right so that we're like talking to like retired people and like yeah it's it's like it was like, wow, we're living this like kind of retired life. Yeah. And I will say, Josiah, it felt really great as a young black melanated couple to be traveling, going mm -hmm. to all these places and just making people see you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It was just it, it was just felt really dope to, again, have like these wealthy conversations, these vacation conversations with 70 year old you know, white married couples. And we don't know how how many folks they're exposed to, but be able to. To say confidently, like, hey, we're we're here. We're having the same experience as y'all. Right. We're at the same earlier. spot, like same spot, right. same view. You know, we're we're here. Um, it was real dope. Yeah. I think it's it's beautiful because you get to see the the fruits of your labor, right? You get to really experience that and to say, you know, this is what we planned years ago, and now we're actually getting an opportunity to live that. And and I think the beautiful thing is that you are a living testament to what what hard work looks like and dedication and commitment and planning looks like over time and what what it looks like when you have someone who's fully committed 
to that cause that's working with you um, side by side. And this kind of brings me to another question I have is, you know, because I, I again, I, I followed the M4 show. So I, I did see that you did document, you know, those those movements that you did, the different countries that you went to and document the the Beyonce concert. Hello, I actually <laughs> went to the Beyonce concert in yes. Vegas. Um, I was actually supposed to go. I wanted to go to Invest Fest, but I had bought the Beyonce concert ticket Ooh. before. And then I was, but I, my goal is to make it to Invest Fest next year um for sure because i just want to be surrounded by a bunch of like-minded people as well too yes. um and get motivated to 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 take my myself to the next level in regards to entrepreneurship as well but how, how challenging is it for you all because you have been super consistent with the m4 show you have been super consistent with documenting your 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 legacy or your 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 journey how challenging is that for you to to share so much of what you're you're doing and what you're going through and what you're experiencing um to the world like is that a tax on you mentally is it a tax on yeah. you physically how does that affect your family D- does your family look at it and be like oh they got money now like that why ain't they paying under my bills like i don't know how does that how challenging is that for you to share your journey with uh with the world and really a bunch of strangers right you're putting it out there for anybody to see um which again i i genuinely appreciate it because i use it as motivation but but what is that for you? Mm, great question. Queen, do you have any thoughts before I, 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 I jump in? Um, one, I think our, like, Grandy definitely taps in. I think your dad taps in a little bit. My family a little bit, but I Grandy feel Grandy said like... she wants some kids. I remember I remember listening about that. She <laughs> said she wants some kids. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I feel like our families get to see the reality of what our life looks like, which is right. I'm, I'm reminded of like, although it's not a monetary thing necessarily, but my mom gets the calls when we're at Costco in the parking lot and we just bought a TV and then realize that our car isn't big, big enough <laughs> to, to, we had a Prius and we bought a big old TV. So it's like, I feel like those are the, the humbling moments where my parents are still like, these are still some kids. Like, right, <laughs> they don't know right. what they're doing. Thanks. So <laughs> I feel like you know, our families, at least my side of the family is definitely not like, oh, y'all balling, you need to be paying for it. No, 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 they don't, they're not like that. But they are definitely supportive of the entrepreneurship journey because they've seen what it's been able to do for us. They've seen, uh, like my mom has seen, me go from like literally dreading to go to work and like every time she would ask about my job it is like eh, like eh, 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 <laughs> to like you know just a completely kind of turnaround now where i'm making an impact owning the business like and i think that's what they appreciate is they've been able to see that type of shift in me and my mindset and my fulfillment so i think that that's what they pay the most attention to at least I, that's what i've noticed yeah. okay uh, I would say the the hardest part about having probably a business period, but also being public about it is the amount of ideas that come in. Mm, yeah. um, and, you know, we have a, a brilliant family, right? With, with amazing ideas. We love y'all. Y'all keep the ideas coming. Um, but so, sometimes I think that's the most taxing when you have, you know, uh, an uncle saying, here, you should do this. You have your dad saying, here, you should do this. Your little brother saying, you should do this. Little sister saying, you should do this. Auntie saying this. Grandma saying this. And then you have your vision and then you have your customers. And it's like, dang, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody. I don't want anyone to feel right. hurt. But I also know which path I want to go and what where we want to go. 
Uh, so I think for me, that's the most taxing because the queen knows I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. Yes. Right. So if I have all these voices, I'm like, okay, well I can, I can do this with the business and then that will let them know that we're listening to them, but then we can do this and that will let Josiah know that we're listening to his feedback too. But then I know the queen wants this, but I'm getting slowly better at just like, what's the vision? What's the purpose? And do that and, you know, show family love when you can, but stay true to the vision, stay true to the customer's needs and not your family's needs. And I think another difficult thing is like, and I think this is true with just about any social media like platforms is like, I almost feel like we should be sharing more and mm. like of the real stuff. Right. And I feel like a lot of people like, yes, we definitely have our listenership, but I feel like a lot of people, we don't, post a lot on like our personal Instagrams. I don't post a lot on my personal Instagram at all. It's like literally highlights. So it's like, if all you know of me is what I post on Instagram, then you just think it's sunshine. Right. Lollipops and rainbows all the time. <laughs> like, Oh, we got a house. Oh, we traveled in March. Oh, we went to Aruba. Like all of these things when in actuality, like our daily grind looks very different. Right. Um, almost wish we could like, although we can what's up I, I know we can but then when i get into that content creation it's like i like the idea of sharing more <laughs> i wish we could just i wish we could just have a little fly on the wall that just comes and record stuff magically you kill all the flies on our walls Sinclair. that's a, that's <laughs> fact that's like that's a leave fact. it with it she got but that, i wish we could just have got a, those phantom hands you whoosh. no okay it's a, no, it's a hobby actually it's a it's bad it's i'm sorry but i just it's it's fun um <laughs> I'll be like, oh, first try. Okay. Um, but I wish we could just have a person that's just always around rec recording content and could edit it and just put it out because I don't want to do that. I don't want to think about what to record. I just want, I wish there's, there's so many organic moments that I'm like, I wish people could see this. Mm. So, I mean, we can do that because we have a couple camera people that we know that come to our house sometimes. Mm -hmm. So literally we can have one day a month where they just come in. It's just, Hey, just just walk around and shoot between mm -hmm. both offices, living room, lunchtime, gym. Just just follow us and just just shoot content. Yeah. Hey, Josiah, we got her. Um, maybe yeah, let, let's talk more about it. We got you her. Gotta be careful when I say things on on air. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've, I've been right, because this that. is documented now that right, the conversation right. has been had. So, yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier um, that the queen had told you to do something and at first you were like i know what i'm doing when you were talking about you know bitcoin right and i'm i'm also a part of that thing I, I came up a little bit on ethereum and and dogecoin at the time i was gonna hit a lot more um i went in with the, some of my friends and i had told them to to cash out but they was like no nah, let's hold and then it, it, it they lost it all but it was all good I, I was still happy with what i came out with so i was fine but and you know so but but you talked about how you listened you know to sinclair and when she told you to to go ahead and cash out and, and it, it was ended up being a great decision so could you talk about because a lot of what this podcast is, is is sharing the mistakes, right? Talking about some of the things that people don't see, kind of like what Sinclair was talking about before. I was just like, she wishes she could show the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately why the Wise Word Wednesday got started in the first place. It was because I saw years ago, we started Wise Word Wednesdays in 2017. I started Wise Word Wednesdays doing it every Whoa. week because I said, I appreciate you. I said, you know, all we see online are the highlights. All we see online are the great things that are happening in people's lives, which are amazing, but that's not reality. 
Right. And right. so my goal was like, OK, can we just try to leave someone with a little bit of information that can help their life, that little bit of information that maybe they can use to inspire them or motivate them or to get them through their week? Because, you know, days are tough, especially like like the queen said, when you're working at a job that maybe you're not excited about, it can be hard to get to that next step, to get to that next moment. And so that's what Wise Word Wednesday was meant to do. And then I wanted to do the longer version of that in podcast or in show form, because sometimes I'd be like, dang, that Wise Word Wednesday was dope, but I got more to say about that particular subject and I don't have enough time. And because we know the way the algorithm, the algorithm works on social media and people's attention spans are a lot shorter. So could you talk a little bit about, I said all that to say, um, what are some of the worst mistakes that you've made throughout this long process that you've had of being, whether it's a part of the Enforce show, whether it's a part of being entrepreneur, whether it's a part of traveling tips, like what are, what do you think is some of the worst mistakes that you've made either in your business side or, or in life? Got you. Or in life. Ooh. So, I mean, I got three for sure uh, for business and I'll say them quickly and you can let me know which one you want to talk about or Josiah, you let me know which one you like. Um, but one is Kickstarter must be one Kickstarter, one hundred percent. Not uh, doing what we should have done on our Black Wall Street Kickstarter, and it completely flopping. Mm-hmm. Two is not having enough focus, and we had a whole lot of different businesses going on. And at one point, we had to say which business we wanted to to let go of so that the other businesses could flourish. Um, and then the third one, maybe it's just those two. I thought I had a third. That makes it easy. You talk about Kickstarter, I'll talk about start. There we go. Okay, there it is. All right, so uh, back to YouTube. <laughs> you look so excited. Look <laughs> back, back, back to how you can't listen just like apples to apples on what everything you you hear from from YouTube or from the social media universe. Uh, so Dame Dash, you know, shit, dope, 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 dope dude, dope dude. Gotta be a Dame boss. Dash. Gotta be a boss. Gotta be a boss, man. You know, you gotta gotta be an owner, right? Um, and he was on the, the breakfast club. He had a really dope uh, interview, but basically he was saying like, if, if your work is good and you're the product that you're doing, the, the service that you're distributing is good. You don't need a market, right? If your work is good, you just sell it to people. They'll come back though to other people and you will have a successful business. And this was when we were starting off black wall street, the board game. And I was like, all right, yeah, our product is dope. Right? This is black history. This is financial literacy. I did my research. We good. The work is good. We are real. Dame Dash is real. Devon's real. Sinclair's real. We don't need to market nothing. There go. So we did a, a campaign. And the goal in the Kickstarter campaign was $28,000. Why was that the goal, Devon? The goal was $28,000 because we just wanted to be ambitious. You know, the queen in her infinite wisdom was like, we should set it more realistic. We should do it for maybe like 5,000. I was like, nah, queen, you don't know what you're talking about, right? I'm on mm, YouTube. Aim high. All right, aim high. I've, I'm on YouTube. I've done the research. Right. He, had, he hadn't YouTube yet learned University. the whole listening to the queen yet. Not yet. Say. Still learning. That's all right. Took Still time. Still learning. Took time. We, to, to my, to my uh, what's it called? Defense. Defense. Thank you, my love. See, she's she good. She good. Uh, We weren't married at the time. We were engaged. So I was like, you, you know what? We're not married. We're not bound. I don't, I don't listen yet. Later on, we got married. Then I started listening to the Bitcoin and, you know, my life's been better ever since. Um, but long story short, uh, we set the goal for 28000 And then for Kickstarter, if you don't get your goal, you don't get any money. And all the money goes back to the, the funders or the backers. Um, we had no marketing. We had a, a very minimal effort video that we put out there. We did a little bit of emails, a little bit of text messages, and that was it. 
Um, so that was a huge L in thinking that we had the clout, the marketing mm-hmm. engine that a Dame Dash has, right? If a right. Dame Dash does something, Beyonce, Jay-Z, these people can drop albums or drop projects and not have to market because they already have a brand. They already have an audience. Um, But you as a small business need to have your strategic, intentional marketing campaign set up. How do you collect your emails? How do you collect your text messages? What frequency are you going to post your wise word Wednesdays videos? All that should be strategized and written out and then follow it before launching a product. Yep. Facts. Um, so that was a hard lesson to learn. Yeah, I was, I was, the, the depressed might be a strong word, but I was definitely down for probably a solid week after that. Um, and then, you know, got a little pep talk from the queen, got some good love from the family and we decided to put our own money up and then we were able to create the black wall street, the board game and then boom, the rest is history. Yeah. I feel like the problem was we were relying solely on the product, we were mm-hmm. just like, this is a great idea. So, of course, as soon as one person finds out, it's going to just catch on like fire after that. And again, we just all know that that's just not the way it works unless you are Beyonce, Dame Dash, whatever. Right. Um, but the other uh, thing we wanted to talk about was another business venture that we started. And this was actually one that I was more leading. We called it Potluck, and it was a food delivery app that was for home cooks. So um, in, I think 2019, some year, they made it legal in California for people to be able to, I know people have been doing this forever. On the low low. On the low low, (laughs) but they actually made it legal for people to be able to sell food from their house and, you know, sell a certain amount of plates per day and it's all good. Like you get, you get a permit and everything. Um, So we wanted to start an app, like basically like Uber Eats, but for home cooked food. And so we started it. The King did like the, the programming, the coding for it. Um, we got my whole family involved. The whole squad. Uh, yeah, my, we were my having yes. squad. We had a whole like everybody was involved. My mom uh, became our first chef. And she did that so that we could see what the process was to become a chef. So Mm. she got her permit. I learned the process while she was going through it. I created a whole training deck uh, and like training course on how to get your permit. We got a few more chefs on board. But long story short, I think it was an opportunistic idea where we had the idea and it was kind of like divine timing where we had the idea. They had just passed the law and we were kind of like, is this a sign? Like we got to, we got to act on this. Like we had the idea. I love cooking. So I'm passionate about it. So like, let's, let's do it. And the idea was good. And, you know, starting was somewhat exciting, but at some point it just wasn't catching on. I was on info sessions every week. Nobody was coming. If they came, they would come for a few minutes and then drop off. And it was just like, disheartening and draining to be putting in this work for nothing happening. And I think at the end of the day, yes, I do like to cook and I love the idea of this, but that's not like the idea of the app and launching was not my passion. And I don't think we were all trying to do it like part-time. Everybody was doing it part-time, including me. Um, And it it didn't get the time and energy that it deserved. And to his point where we had black wall street, the board game already going, we had true health forever, right? That was a podcast going. Um, 
I was working a full-time job. He was working a full-time job and we had our relationship and we're investing in real estate. Had. We don't, I, we don't I, have our relationship anymore. Sorry. What's going on here? Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, relax. Um, but we had all, we had a lot going on and everything was just pulling us in different directions. And so it was a very tiring time. And I think that because we were getting pulled in so many different directions and potluck usually was like the shortest, like the last priority, it just wasn't moving anywhere. And it was just like, it started to become a drag to like, okay, let's get on this meeting again. Okay. Let's. And I think we had so many points, so many conversations where we talked about like, okay, this isn't quite going how we want it. Are we going to give up? And I feel like I was trying to just like, I loved, I love like his determination and his like perseverance and his commitment. And I was just like, no, like, this is what it takes. Like, I've seen you grind for the board game. This is what it takes. And it's like, no, it's very different. Like this, that's him. That's his passion. That's everything. And I just slowly came to the realization that it wasn't mine and it was going to require a lot more time and energy than I had and wanted to put into it. So yeah. And it was, a. Uh, it was a little bit of a, of a gut punch because this is something that we had advertised to like friends and family and social media and yep. everybody was asking, so how's the app? How's the app? Everybody we would talk about it too was like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. This is going to do so well. And so, yeah, it was kind of like, a, like, all right, well, I think that was also partially a why I wanted to hold on to it. I wanted to be successful so bad because this was my, this is my thing that I was leading, right? The board game was already doing well. So I'm like, no, like I got to do this. It's got to, it's got to be successful. But at some point, I just realized, like, this is part of what's holding us back. So we made the hard decision. We had a hard, hard conversation. Another one hard. where we were just like, OK, we got to we got to give this up. Um, and yeah, that was that was tough. That was tough. But I think since then, we have seen Black Wall Street like it's. And I think that just co confirmed that potluck was part of what was kind of dragging us down and taking our time and energy and not, it wasn't really giving us anything. And so once we put the time and energy where it belonged, that's when we really started to see things happen with the board game, with the courses, with the mentorship programs and everything. So hard lesson to learn, but it was definitely worth it. And we still took a lot of the lessons from that. It wasn't a total L, like we still learned a lot from that business venture. We made a lot of connections that we still have. So definitely worth it, but a hard lesson to learn for sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I think, great, great story. I see you, Queen. You've been you. good and good at that at telling those stories. I see you. Um, <laughs> I feel like sometimes we think life is going to be like high school. And when you are applying for college and you have all these things, right? I, I was captain of this. I was doing this. I was doing this. And the college recruit is looking at all these things. And it's like, oh, wow, this is impressive. You're in a lot of stuff. I think we continue through life thinking that that's what it should be. I should have a long resume of activities so that when I introduce myself and I say all the things that I do, it's impressive because it's a long list instead right. of having a short list of really deep and intentional things. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, to the Queen's point, you know, we had a long list of things that probably sound impressive if we say it. But and then when you look into the, the back end of how much each business is making, how big our team is, what our freedom looks like it is really the reality isn't as impressive as the the resume right so we started to give up certain things so that we can really build an impressive deep resume intentional resume and uh yeah it's been 
great ever since. And I think the queen doesn't take as much credit for the growing of Play Black Wall Street uh, publicly as she she definitely can. Because what we've been able to do is really sit in our gifts, our individual gifts. I can be on front of the camera. I can lead team meetings. I can do trainings. I can create uh, retreats. I can do all the people oriented things. It will give me so much energy, Josiah. But when I need to fill out a contract, mm -hmm. if I need to call insurance providers, mm -hmm. if I need to double check payroll and make sure everyone's paid the exact amount that they're supposed to be paid and track the hours, I'm drained and I'm right. tired. So the fact that the queen's been able to, to hop on, be full time and really dive into all these things allows for the team to grow exponentially because she's handling all those things, allows me to continue to focus on curriculum, game development and things that give me energy, which produce more revenue, produce more, um, I guess, community members for us. And we've been able to grow exponentially because of that. So hopefully you still see the play Black Wall Street wins as Sinclair wins when you're out there in these streets. I do. I do. But I think the 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 initial launch of the grind oh, part sure. of it, like that was that was you. Mm -hmm. That was you. But <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, I definitely am sitting in like the what I have been able to do for the business now. And again, that's where I think. It was also a mindset shift of like, I wanted to have my business venture, right, that right. I could say like, oh, I have an app. But at the end of the day, like we work better as a team. Mm, so yeah. I had to like humble myself for a second and be like, you don't need to be the face of mm. something just for it to be successful and to feel good and fulfilled about it. Right. right. Like he said, like he's the one on camera. He's the one making the sales phone calls, talking to the schools. He's kind of the face of black wall street. And I'm perfectly fine with that because again, that's draining for me. Right. I can be in the background. I can do the payroll because I know, right. I feel good knowing that we have employees and they're happy because I pay them <laughs> every two weeks, <laughs> right? We, our business would not be where it is if, if, if that was not happening, right? All of this insurance nonsense, um, no right? I know that it is creating the opportunity for us to make the, inter the, the, the impact that we're making. And so when we have our pitch competitions where we're seeing all the kids in the room and they're excited and they're talking about uh, UVPs and MVPs and LLCs and all of these things, like, no, I didn't teach them that, but I definitely hired the people that did, right? And right. I had the insurance that allowed us to be in the schools <laughs> to be able to give them this information, right? So it's, right. it's a different level of fulfillment that is... I think it, it's just, it's put me in a much better place. And I think put us and our business in a much better place. Sure. You know, I, I think what's really dope about it is that, you know, you all started off putting, you know, a lot of eggs in different baskets. Mm -hmm. And then over time you started to realize, you know what, that basket over there, those eggs over there are kind of rotten. It's I'm, it's, I'm actually wasting my time by carrying that, that basket, right. Or, or this basket over here is actually, I don't really like those kind of eggs or the brown eggs. I like the white eggs. Are these the white eggs? I like the brown eggs, right? Like, so, so you start to kind of fill out what is best for you as you developed, as you got older, as you begin having more practice and, you know, more experience within that particular practice. And so for those that are listening out there, I want to encourage you, you know, test the waters of different things because you don't know exactly what's going to stick or what's what, what fulfills you until you 
get a little bit more experience. And then over time, you know, now some people will hold on to those eggs, those baskets too long, right? When it's like, hey, it's past time. But having the ability, and this is why it's important to have a solid team. And so this is why I really um, respect, you know, you two working as a team, because I think had Devon would have been on his own, right? He might have held on to those ideas a little bit longer, or he might have held on to that crypto a little bit longer. Or Sinclair, maybe if you were by yourself, you would have held on to that idea of having that app and, and a little bit longer, as opposed to when you saw that the fact that what Devon was already invested into and how it was kind of working, you're like, okay, let me just focus on that as opposed, let me help him on that as opposed to trying to start my own. And so I, I just, I, I love that about you all that you all were, are really cohesive and you work really well together and it's producing like this positive synergy that allows you to, um, to develop and to grow and to just have exponential um, success in, in regards to everything that you're, you're doing. So Thank major you. support uh, to you both for that. And the other thing is, you know, I, I when I did listen to that Breakfast Club interview with Dame Dash, and I think his issue isn't even just the fact that he already has a following. I think it's like not all street hustle dope game, you know, not all of it nice. resonates with or, or is parallel to every single other industry, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do that in music because music has a sense of like, when somebody hears it, they're quick to pass it along, right? You could do it with the dope game because a lot, once people had a hit, they was like, all right, I'm passing, I gotta get some more, right? I have mm-hmm. that addiction. But yeah. in regards to when you're talking about creating a business, like, or, 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 or a board game, right? You do have to have marketing. You do have to have an audience. You do have to be strategic. You can't just go by my reputation because you don't technically have the same reputation that a Beyonce or a Drake or, you know, or a Jay-Z or any of these people that may have to be able to just have no matter what you drop, you have a cult fo- cult-like following and they're just going to support. You have to put yourself out there, which is ultimately why you did, why you've consistently done things like, you know, going to Atlanta to Invest Fest or going to various different things, Black Family Day at, at, at UC Davis and a variety of different things that you've done to make sure that you're saying, hey, I'm still going to do the work to market myself and put myself out there, regardless of how successful I am am i still know that there's another level that i'm trying to reach and i'm staying focused on that goal so i did i i man definitely salute you both um for for being able to do that Uh, i want to get to our last couple of questions here so we can kind of wrap this episode up but don't worry we will have you back on for another episode oh oh, for you know come on now we got to probably have you on like 10 more so (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate Um, it for sure so the last two questions i wanted to ask is you know what is one piece of advice that you would give to others to kind of help separate them in their journey of being an entrepreneur or a couplepreneur. What's your piece of advice that you would give them so that way they can distance themselves from the rest of the competition? I mean, you've given a bunch of different gems and jewels already, but is there anything else that you like, just a tip that you may want to want to go in? If you don't have anything, it's cool. But if you do, let let them know what's up. Oh, yeah. Queen, you want to go first? I know sometimes no, I, I take your answer. Okay, perfect. <laughs> you know I'm ready. So we teach this in inside of our, our course, um, and it's called your UVP, right? The Queen already said your unique value proposition. And it's really about self-discovery. What are things that you love to do and you would do all day, every day without getting paid, right? What is, what's your natural personality test or personality style? You can go online. There's free personality styles that you can take, uh, whether it's uh, an orange, green, blue, gold. And then these traits have certain personality styles and traits that go along with them. And then there's also careers that are sometimes a little bit better for an orange versus a, a blue. 
Now, orange is someone who's an extrovert, right? They love being in front of people. They like advantage and energy. They like events, excitement, adrenaline. Uh, they're probably great at being an actor, uh, an athlete, a podcast host, right? They're frontward facing. A blue is a little bit more emotional. And they're very people oriented, not necessarily for the excitement of it, but more so like, how are you doing? I care about you. Are you OK? Let's talk about this. Right. Um, so they'll be good. Maybe therapists, counselors, educators, principals and whatnot. But I'm not going through the full list. But if you go and you do your personality style, it might help you highlight what makes you you in whatever industry that you're in. So discover your UVP, unique value proposition, which can be inside of your business. It'd be a different way that you approach the business, right? Apple, closed system, right? Android, open system. Those are the UVPs. So a lot of people love Apple. A lot of people love, well, maybe not a lot of people because I'd be getting kicked out of all the group chats, but some, <laughs> some people like Android, right? Um, so discover your features that are going to be different within the business but also discover your own personal features and what makes you different or special um, compared to other folks. Nice, nice. Um, I've been going back and forth the whole time you were talking on what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna say. <laughs> so you weren't listening. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> I know what UVP is, I heard you talk. Um, I've been there before. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say get comfortable being uncomfortable. Ooh. Yeah. So I, you know, definitely had a, I'm blessed to be full-time in our business now, but I had a full-time job where I got comfortable in, in what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. I uh, didn't enjoy it, but I at least knew what to expect for the most part each day. Um, and that felt safe. And I feel like it has been a very different experience now diving into this entrepreneurship business owner world where I feel like each time we get to like a, okay, we're going to do this. Okay. We're going to do this. He's like, Oh yeah, we're so, this is so excited. We're going to be able to do this. We're going to be doing this. And I'm just like, well, we're not ready for this. I don't know how to do that. What do you mean? Like, I don't, I don't know how to run payroll. We've never had employees before like insurance. We don't have insurance. What do you mean? Like, and so it's a very uncomfortable feeling that we're about to step into something. We don't even know what's in the water and we're right. just jumping in. And I think we've been through that enough times to where I've just accepted, like, that's how we level up at this point is that you just step out there and yeah. you figure it out. It doesn't mean you don't have a plan. Like we always have a plan. We always have steps that we're going to accomplish. We are, we always have a goal, but I we don't always know exactly what to do before we jump in and do it, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. But we have, I have learned that that is kind of what it takes. Um, like for example, the mentorship program that we, that we launched, it was just like a five week online course that Devon was hosting with a small group of students. And we were trying to turn that into a whole mentorship program with multiple high schools, with one of the largest districts in the state. Easy. And like for, for amount of money that we had never charged before. And I'm like, how do we even know that this is good? Like, how do we know that, like, what do we need to do? How do I know how to pay employees? Where do I go? Like, do I write them a check? Like, how does this go? Right. But you just learn, like I got, I got my butt on Google and was like, you know, 
payroll systems, right? Found found the one we're using. Not plugging you because you're not a sponsor. But, um, you know, that's how we found things. It's like, well, I'm going to just type it in on Google, right? Everything starts in with a nice little Google search. But you have to be... Um, you have to be comfortable stepping out, not knowing what all of the steps are. And I'm so used to being a person that I want to see what A through Z is before I even step my foot in the door. That's you are. Yeah, that's the type of person I am. And I've had to get out of that mind that I may only know A and B. And we just go, we see will present itself when it comes. <laughs> you know, bar. so I've just had to, I have had to just accept that and know that one i have a partner here right i'm not doing anything ex ex on my own and that we have resources we have the internet we are in this age where anything you want to find somebody has already done it you just have to go and find the information and be comfortable knowing that you're not going to have all the answers there's going to be fires you have to fight and just be comfortable with that and knowing that whatever you want is on the unside other side of your uncertainty um yeah, oh, yeah. i'll leave it there oh she said, I used to want to know A through Z, but now I just know A, a and B, and I see what happens next. Is that, did I say that? You yes. said something, something like that. It was saucy. Oh, so it. It you have to play this back. Saucy. Yeah, that was well, barred. Like, you know I'm about to clip that. Hey, you know I'm about to clip that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the oh. last... The very last question, um, you know, I wanted to ask you all is, um, you know, as you know, I mentioned earlier, we've been doing Wise Word Wednesdays every week since 2017. So we are approaching year seven, right? We're about to hit year seven. And we've been doing Wise Word Wednesdays consistently. Thank you. And I appreciate y'all. Um, and so if there was wise one wise word that you could leave the audience with um, about anything in life, um, you know, that you feel is important, you know, what would that wise word be? And, and to help things out, what I always ask people is like, if you could go back, if you didn't couldn't think of anything off just that question alone, I always say, if you could go back and tell yourself that, you know, 15 years ago, what type of advice would you give your younger self? But if you wanted, it could be anything in life. Oh yeah, and when you say wise word, is it literally a word or no, is it no, like, no, no? Just you know more, more like a wise phrase, a wise I don't know, a wise speech. <laughs> a what wise would you paragraph. tell yourself? <laughs> a, wise, a wise essay. Not <laughs> Double space. Yeah, PIQ season for sure. Um, man, I would say start now, right? Mm. So I think um, growing up, I think I had the information capability mindset to probably start a board game as soon as high school where i could have made black wall street the board game in college when i literally had learned about the curriculum um but the idea didn't didn't come to me at that time um but i would say if you have an idea you have a capability start right small whether it's a, a podcast whether it's a graphic whether it's writing a book figure out what is my MVP of the dream and MVP is minimum viable product. How do I make my idea as real as possible with the resources I have available today and just start every Instagram page, every YouTube account that you see started with zero followers, zero posts, zero comments, zero likes. And some of them have grown to millions, right? Hundreds of thousands, 5,000, 2,000, 200, whatever it is. But you have to start with that zero, like everybody else, and just work your way up to whatever that dream is. So my my wise word, start today. 
I love that. Yes. Um, I would say let go of any expectations of what you are supposed to do and just do what you want to do. Um, I, I feel like when we are younger, we're very impressionable. We, we care a lot about um, what others around us say or, or, or think or want us to do. You know, for me, like my parents definitely had a, a, a big um, influence over what I should do. It was pretty much known I'm going to high school and I'm going to college and then I'm getting a job. Um, and I feel like like the major I chose was sure something I thought I would be interested in. I was chemical engineering. I'm like, I like chemical chemistry. I like math. Sure. We'll do chemical engineering. That sounds like it's a good, trusty job, secure <laughs> job. That's going to make a lot of money. It did. It did. Sure. <laughs> I was miserable, but yeah, I had <laughs> money in the office and all that stuff. But if I could go back, I took a nutrition class, one nutrition class. And I was like, actually I took a nutrition class and then a food chemistry class. Those are probably the two classes I enjoyed the most. Mm. And that should have that should have been a hint for me of like, mm, maybe you should switch your major and do something you're actually passionate about. Right. Because mm. I graduated. Sure. I started the job and very quickly realized, like, this is not it. This is not right. what I want. This sounded good. But like, I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. And had I probably followed the inkling I had the inkling I had in in school and switched my major to something I was more passionate about I think I would have been able to find what I like a little bit quicker and mm -hmm. and avoid some of the the turbulence and you know going through the full the full-time job of not liking it and then having to find the entrepreneurship I just think it would have I think I would have found this point a little bit sooner I do believe everything happens for a reason but if I could go back I would say like let go of what you think you're supposed to do. Test the waters, like you said, like kind of test the waters. Take some classes and just see what you like. Even if your major ends up being dance, which that was like, I would never do that. But I mean, maybe that would have worked out for me because I love to dance. Mm. And, you know, I see a lot of my friends who went and, and went the dance route and they are living their lives. Um, and, and, and I'm not jealous of them at all. That's their path. Look, right, my, right. my body set up. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> that was not meant for you either. But, um, but I think I admire that, like from high school, they knew what they wanted to do. They went out and, and did it. And now they're traveling the world, dancing and enjoying their life. And I'm so happy for them. And yeah, I just admire that at a young age, they were able to identify what they wanted to do block out the noise and just go for it. So that's probably what I would go tell my younger self, block out the noise, figure out what you want and go for it. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that. And I definitely can relate um, to, to what you said in regards to classes. Um, I remember I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I started off as criminal justice in college my first three years. And I took an intro to sociology class and I was like, mind blown. I was like, this is how I felt my entire life. I just couldn't find the language to articulate it or the, you know, I didn't have the historical context to be able to apply it to certain things that I know for sure. And so I switched my major to sociology and I've been rocking with it ever since. Like, I love it. So definitely could, could relate to that. Um, man, I appreciate y'all so much for, for taking the time to, to join me for this podcast episode. If you didn't know, the, the, the title of this episode is I Declare M4. So that's oh, the name right. of this title because I know that y'all going to be, you know, 
y'all gonna be some millionaires and i know Thank that y'all believe you know in affirmations and so that's why i named it the you know kind of a play on the the declare thing but also mm -hmm. i declare in four so um man y'all I'm, I'm super excited and i just i'm thankful that you all allowed me to be a part of your journey in so many different ways as as a friend as a fraternity brother but also um you know, just as as business partners as well, too, and in a variety of different ways. So I just want to say thank you for blessing me with the opportunity to be able to experience that. Because when y'all do become super, you know, millionaires and all that, I can be <laughs> like, yo, they're my homies. You feel me? Like, no, I, like I know them. Like, like we cool like that. Um, oh, yeah. But no, I just I, I'm, I'm just super excited for for what y'all are going to do, um, because I know it. I can see it. Um, and I can, you know, you can just feel that energy um, of, of what's about to happen and, and the shift that y'all are making um, in our society. So I'm, I'm excited for that and, and just continue to do great work because everybody may not be liking it now because a lot of people don't know about it. They, they may not show their, um, their love for the journey during the journey, but when right. they see the outcome, that's when they'll start to say, oh, and I think the beautiful thing is y'all have documented the journey, documented the progress. So when they do see it, when they be like, y'all were an overnight success, you'd be like, yeah, an overnight of 10 years, like, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> overnight success, right? So, and you have that, that they can go back and then watch um, those that genuinely care, right? Because the, there's going to be people who just hop on the bandwagon but those that genuinely are invested in wanting to, to become or have similar experiences or levels of success they're going to go back and be able to follow from episode one all the way up to see how they how you progress because that's the type of person i am like i like to go back to the beginning and see where yeah. people yep. you know how they progress because it's just a beautiful thing to watch um and i just get inspired by that so i appreciate y'all for joining me today easy we appreciate you and for the invitation but also you always say yes. <laughs> so whether it's whether it's coming on the, the podcast, whether it's coming on a Black Future Month course, whether it's can we come on your it's uh, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's for do sure. it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, you know, appreciate you for being a, a co-conspirator in our, our journey of success and looking forward to us both growing and getting to that top of the mountain, the top of the peak uh, roller coaster and enjoying that view. And you always do a very good job at pouring into our cup. That's a fact. So mm. always appreciate that. It always we always leave feeling feeling real good about ourselves. Like, We're doing something. Yeah. We, we out here, you know, uh, making impact. So appreciate you. Uh, I can relate to like I always like to whenever I see somebody, I follow somebody new. First thing I do is scroll all the way back to their first post. Right. Like, right. I see where you're at now. Where does it start? So <laughs> it's nice to see that we're all a part of this this starting journey of us right now. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, another episode of the Wise Word Wednesday show. I appreciate my guests. Thank you again. And thank you for tuning in one more time. If you're not already, go ahead and hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Also, you can follow the M4 show. Um, they do their show every single week. They will update you with what's popping in their life. Um, and also, don't forget to play Black Wall Street, the board game. You can find that information at playblackwallstreet.com tap in with black wall street the board game at playblackwallstreet.com if you want to listen to the m4 show queen where should they go you should go to the m4 show.com <laughs> we're also at uh, uh instagram at the m4 show and that's t-h-e the letter m the number four and then show much love fyb presents wise word wednesdays i'm gonna leave you with a wee fresh and i love you <laughs>